Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to chapter seven of the Next Chapter podcast. I'm Blaine. I'm Sue. And um, if you guys are new here, uh, we are, man, it's it's been a little bit since we've done our, our mm-hmm. last chapter, our last podcast. Uh, Sue's been off a little bit. Um, we've had just some busy times, lots of new library things going on, um, and some upcoming changes with the um, temporary locations that we have. And we'll probably cover that more in chapter eight, kind of mm-hmm. once that announcement hits. But um, we usually cover new releases, building updates. Um, I'll talk about a little bit of programming and events. We'll do our renowned trivia game with Sue. And then just, um, we don't have much to talk about today. So usually every other episode, like our odd episodes, like we talk about our chapters, we have a special guest. Um, but it's that time around the holiday season where People are out and about. They're traveling, um, not able to accommodate. We really want to get the new city manager um, on the podcast here, but mm-hmm. his schedule is he's like a little busy. He's like two months out at least. So uh, yeah. we'll work with his assistant to get him on and, and get him on here. I think you guys would really appreciate just getting to know him a little bit better. Um, but we're not going to do new releases today. I know some of you look forward to that. I hear that occasionally. You want to hear everything that's new that's going on, but um, I think it's a perfect time. Sue is going to kind of cover the top titles of 2021. Um, So she'll go through like nonfiction titles, um, young adult, children fiction um, titles. It'll it'll be great. And she's also going to go through her top five books of 2021. And out of the two of those books, I have um, some reviews for you guys. So um, let's jump right in. Sue, I want you to talk about um, some of these top titles. Okay, so these are titles that were the top circulating titles for the Marion Public Library. This is what people checked out the most in 2021, up, yep. up until today, from January 1st up until today. Awesome. Um, so the, the uh, top fiction titles, uh, first, the, the most popular book that was checked out for across the board for Marion was The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Now, this book has been out for a couple of years, and it has been so popular that there's still a, there's still a waiting list for it, even though we have a lot of copies of it. Um, I've read that book. It's a fantastic book. It's all about life and choices and how even the tiniest little change can completely alter your life. So it's very interesting. Man, isn't that true? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't heard about that, go back to our Hawaii Blaine chapter. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's one of those, if if I did this instead of that, how different would my life be? Yep. And it's not always better. No. Um, so the second most popular book uh, was The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna, who she's wildly popular. And this is a book about, um, uh, I believe, The Dust Bowl. It's historical fiction. So su- still really, really popular. Um, number three is Suli a novel by John Grisham, and this is one of his different novels. This is about basketball. It's about a Sudanese um, 17-year-old who uh, comes to the United States to play basketball and how his fame and fortune um, is so very different from the family he left behind and what's going on with his family and war and all that kind of stuff. So it's a basketball novel by John Grisham. Number four is The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And this is actually a book that is, uh, I think it's in production to be like a Netflix movie or something like that. I think Julia Roberts is in it. It's about a woman whose husband disappears and uh, her stepdaughter, Bailey, may be the only way that they figure out 
where he is and what's going on. FBI are involved. He's not who he seems to be. And then number five is The President's Daughter by Bill Clinton and James Patterson. Uh, this is the second in second book that they've written together. It's a thriller about the president's daughter. Mm. <laughs> so that's the top. Those are the top five fiction titles for the Marion Public Library. And, of course, they're all available. Check out. You might just have a waiting list on a few that are yes. very, very popular. Yes. So the top nonfiction titles. Uh, first one was Braiding Sweetgrass. This is by Robin Wall Kimmerer. And it is um, an indigenous uh, not a book. It's not a novel. It's nonfiction about plants and nature and animals and our connection to it. Uh, it was the most popular nonfiction book for Marion because our pro- programming staff uh, partnered with um, Swamp Fox Bookstore yep. to have like a, a city read on this. And it was over a couple months and it was really popular. Um, second book is Bring Your Baggage and Don't Pack Light Essays by Ellen by Helen Ellis. And these uh, she's uh, a Southern writer. She's very funny. These are essays on friendship. Broken in the Best Possible Way by Jenny Lawson is number three. Um, people know her and love her. Uh, this is a memoir about her struggles with um, depression and anxiety. Um, she's really funny. Um, Here, Right Matters by Alexander Vindman. Um, he he is, of course, the um, army army man who um, um, testified against President Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, remember all of that? Yeah. Uh, he's he uh, was from Russia, and and his parents brought him and his brother to America when they were very young. He's American. He's um, done amazing things and this is his memoir about that time in his life uh and then number five is three ordinary girls it's got a long subtitle yeah the remarkable story of three dutch teenagers who became spies saboteurs nazi assassins and world war ii heroes by tim brady this one and that this one kind of came out of nowhere it it didn't have a lot of fanfare when it came out, but word of mouth went out. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the people are still so incredibly interested in World War II fiction and nonfiction that um, this book has been very popular, and there's been a whole list on it as well. Yeah, so top five nonfiction titles. Yeah. Great. So the top young adult novels. Uh, first one is One of Us is Lying by Karen McManus, and this is about five five kids in high school who end up all in detention one day, and one of the kids doesn't come out of detention alive. Wow. Yeah, and who did it, and there's all sorts of secrets and everything. So I keep thinking Breakfast Club, but, yeah. <laughs> but one of them doesn't come out. <laughs> uh, but that's the number one YA novel. A second is Rune and Rising by Lee Bardugo. It's number three in the Shadow and Bone trilogy, which is a show on Netflix. Um, this has kind of been, um, it's always been popular, but with the um, Netflix show, it's just become increasingly popular again. So sci-fi fantasy. Number three is Clap When You Land by Elizabeth Acevedo. This is a novel in verse, and it's about two girls, one in the United States and one in the Dominican Republic, whose father uh, is traveling to the Dominican Republic to visit that daughter, and he dies in a plane crash. Of course, neither girl knows about the other. He's had this secret life, and it's about these two girls um, learning about each other, getting to know each other, and also grieving their father. 
Uh, number four is Instructions for Dancing by Nicola Yoon. Um, I believe it is like a rom- uh, young adult romance. And then number five is Look Both Ways, A Tale Told in Ten Blocks by Jason Reynolds, who is like a superstar in yeah. not only in young adult world, but in kids novels as well. Right. Super, super popular. So that's young adult. Awesome. Yeah. Um, kids fiction top titles, which <laughs> there's like one guy right. who, who's super, super popular. Yeah. Um, Come on, Dave. What do you got? Dave Pilkey. Yeah. This guy. Wow. The kids absolutely love him. So the first book is Dog Man by Dave Pilkey. And then the second is Pigs Make Me Sneeze by Mo Willems, who, again, is another one that kids cannot get enough of. Um, third is Dog Man, Grime and Punishment. Um, fourth is A Tale of Two Kitties by Dave Pilkey. And then the fifth is um, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rowling. So kids are still reading Harry Potter, still discovering. Um, to me, it feels like Harry Potter's only been around a little bit, but then it's been like 20 yeah, years. Isn't it insane? So kids who read them when they first came out are now adults with children and their children are reading them. So it's really, it's really awesome. Yeah. Um, my niece actually re- reads these books to her little kids. So uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren's reading the entire series mm-hmm. at the moment. So, um, and people reread them. They don't yep. just read them once and walk away from them. They reread them all the time. So, yeah. yeah. Great. So you just heard it all between fiction, nonfiction, mm-hmm. young adult, children. Um, that's a solid 20 books um, for you guys. Uh, so if there's one that you didn't read in there mm-hmm. or you didn't read any of them, that is a top list um, through our Marion Public Library that patrons really love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would be a great reads for you guys. But, yeah. but Sue has her own favorites. Yeah, so... I, um, yeah, I have favorites <laughs> that I've read. Um, I have a, a personal book blog that I, that I've been doing for gosh, over 10 years. And, um, every year I list my top 10 favorite books that I've read and reviewed over the year. But, um, so I've got my, I had to quickly do five and out of I that wasn't top prepared. five, I made her pick and that was really hard. Two so that I could do reviews on. So I'm I'm these are ju- this is just a quick and dirty five uh, that I've picked, but um, I'm gonna have a heck of a time when I when I do my top ten on my blog, figuring out what's gonna what's my top favorite. Yeah. Um, I didn't read as much this year as I normally do. I didn't read nearly as much as I normally do, but and I thought, gosh, I'm not gonna be able to find ten that were my absolute favorite. And then I started looking at my list. And I'm like, oh, okay. You're like, maybe I've read more than 10. I'm going to have a problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. these are my top five. I'm going to say in no particular order because I haven't decided what is my absolute favorite yet. Uh, so first, uh, Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. This is historical fiction, but it's also contemporary fiction. It takes place in London. Uh, it's about um, a woman who, a uh, contemporary woman who is in London uh, dealing with... Um, a troubled marriage, and she's gone to London to get away from her husband. She's like, I'm going, don't follow me. And she finds something on um, the shores of the Thames River, and she kind of starts investigating what this could possibly be. It's, it's a little bottle that's really old. And um, then you get the other story of where this bottle came from a couple hundred years before. And this woman who um, she 
<laughs> she kind of has this secret place where women go to um, ask her for help to solve some problems that they might have with men in their lives. Mm. Um, and she is the apothecary, which, if you know what an apothecary is, you know, she probably mixes some things mm-hmm. and takes care of people. Yeah. And sometimes permanently takes care of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a really awesome story. So really good book. Awesome. Beautiful cover. Okay. Um, Finding Freedom by Aaron French. This is nonfiction. And Aaron French actually has a show on Discovery Plus that's called The Lost Kitchen. And she has this really fantastic place in Maine in this tiny little place called Freedom, Maine. And it's in an old mill, and she has this restaurant that's only open, I think, from like April or May to October. Mm -hmm. And it's only open on like a Friday and a Saturday night. And people actually have to send a postcard, and then she picks people from the postcards to come and eat at her restaurant. And, I mean, she gets thousands of postcards from all over the world. And it's an honor to like actually go because it's one of these unique experiences that you will only, if you're lucky, you'll, you'll be able to have it once. And it's just amazing. And she's an amazing uh, chef. But Finding Freedom is about her life and um, everything that she went through to get to this point in her life, uh, where she learned to cook, um, a lot of the obstacles, and wow, this woman had a hard, hard life. She's yeah. probably in her early 40s. Um, and if you watch the show, you think, oh, you know, this woman's pretty smart and great. And then you read the book and you're like, oh my gosh. She's gone through it. She has gone through it. So Finding Freedom um, by Erin French, really great. If you, if you love books about cooking, you love memoirs, great book. Awesome. Um, the Siren by Catherine St. John is my third pick and it is um kind of kind of reminds me of like a jackie collins novel (laughs) yeah but a little bit darker (laughs) um it and this one is about a group of people who are going to an island to film a movie and the star of the movie is this guy who's a real jerk um he kind of um he's a big hollywood heartthrob he's been in films for decades Um, But he really, people think he's one way, but he's really not a very nice man. And he's the star. He owns the island and the resort that's on it. And his ex-wife is also starring in this movie. It's kind of her chance to redeem herself. She was a childhood star. They met and had this passionate, very short-lived marriage that ended and kind of destroyed her career. This is her chance to get her career back. Um, There's all sorts of stuff going on behind the scenes, uh, and there's a hurricane brewing Mm -hmm. offshore, and they're trying to get this movie done before the hurricane shows, Uh, but as the hurricane nears, things get really, really intense, and you find out from going back in the story things that happened years ago that are affecting them now, Mm. and it it ends up being like this nail-biter kind of a a novel. It takes a turn, and you're... I wasn't expecting it at all. It's a really good novel. Contemporary. Loved it. Great. Yep. Uh, Book of Magic by Alice Hoffman. Alice Hoffman. She's... I know. I got a good big review for this one. She's such an amazing writer. Uh, She, of course, wrote Practical Magic, which 
people know and love. And this is the final book in the Owens family. Um, yep. And it's kind of, it, her books, there's, I think, four of them about the Owens family, the, the family of witches. And they're kind of, um, I read an article that she, she's like, well, I only wrote Practical Magic and I didn't, I didn't plan on writing anything else after that about the Owens family, right. but people kept saying, we want more, we want more. So she kind of kept writing these novels because people kept, she kept saying, okay, I'm done. And people were like, no, 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 you have to write more. So the novels kind of jump around in time, but um, you still just read them the way they came out and it'll be okay. Yep. Um, but this is about the Owens family and about the curse that the Owens have, the women have where um, they can never be um, happily married. They cannot, they can't love someone and marry them because something will happen to that person. Right. And they always die somehow horribly. Uh, and this was a curse that Maria Owens, who was the, uh, the, the OG of the family, <laughs> um, and her story is told in another novel. Um, she created this curse and you are in, and you get, you get the backstory of why she did. Unfortunately, this is passed down through generations and now the women are like, okay, we're done with this. We have to find a way to break this curse. And this is, uh, the story of, of their search for resolution and mm -hmm. to be free of this curse so that they can live happy lives. And, oh my gosh, there were plenty of times where I had had the tears yeah. in this yeah. in this book, but oh, it's such a wonderful ending to um, the Owens family. So, the Book of Magic by Alice Hoffman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I asked Sue again out of these top five to come up with like, what are your top two? I want to pull some reviews. I want to see what people are saying. And man, this is a book that's like nearly all like top four or five star mm -hmm. reviews. Like people really enjoy these series. There's maybe a few out there that people. I mean. When you do a series, somebody's not going to be satisfied right. with how it ends because they mm -hmm. don't want it to end. They want, like you said, right. they want them to just keep writing and keep going. Um, but Angela from Goodreads says, if you're a fan of Alice Hoffman's Practical Magic, like Sue said, uh, mm -hmm. books as I am, you might begin with this one. Um, begin with this with um, ambivalent feelings. On one hand, I couldn't wait to get back to the Owens family, whom I fell in love with when I started the series. On the other hand, it's described as the conclusion of it. Yeah. And I knew it would be hard to say goodbye. There are reminders of the past, things we read about in previous books, but I would definitely recommend the uh, other books be read before this one to have the full emotional impact of the Owens family curse over generations. Yes. They shouldn't fall in love. Um, as life sometimes demands, this was a rule that was difficult to follow and not without consequences of loss and grief and unfulfilled lives. Mm -hmm. A difficult fate for these characters with such a capacity for love pretty good review it's it yeah it's it was really good and and as I was nearing the end I'm like oh I don't want it to be over mm -hmm. but but you wanted it to be over because you wanted to you know know what happens but oh my gosh yeah yeah we do that all though it's like end of Shit's Creek <sighs> on Netflix it's like yep. this shouldn't end you know I know you there's know all these to. series yeah. and books and it's like mm, yeah good that's stuff too so okay your final book is we begin at the end yeah <laughs> by Chris Whitaker and uh, this is contemporary fiction, and it takes place in California in a very small town, and it's the kind of book that will haunt you. Oh, great. And leave you, like, laying in bed at night thinking about it. <laughs> and, and at the end, you're just like, what? <laughs> 
And it's it's one of those, there's very few books that I've read where there's like one line or one paragraph that like I will not forget or has this like emotional impact on me that stays with me for years and years and years. Yep. This is one of them that had a, a particular paragraph that just gutted me. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I had to put the book down and now walk everybody away because I was like weeping. Like, what is it? I was just weeping. I was like, oh. Um, and I have had some friends read this too. And they're also like, wow, it's an amazing book. But it's about this man. His name is Walk. And he's the chief of police in this very tiny town. And Vincent is his childhood friend who has just been released from prison after decades. Um, he was. Um, found guilty of killing a young girl who actually was the sister of Star, who was Vincent's girlfriend at the time. Mm. He was um, found guilty of hitting her with his car and killing her. Um, Star is a troubled woman, and her daughter, Duchess, is like 13 years old. And Duchess is like the heart of this novel, and she is this tough little kid who has to always be on and have it together because her mother doesn't she's you know she's the mom not her mom and she's got a very she's got a little brother that she's trying to always protect and take care of um and duchess is one of those kids who's super super tough but boy she's just crying out for someone to love her and take care of her uh and this is this journey about these people and things that happen uh, and oh my gosh, it's, it's, I don't want to give anything away. I know. So I'm I, not going to say what happens, but oh my golly, it, it's a book that you have to sit and read. For me, I had to sit and read a little bit and then leave it alone and then come back to it. Mm -hmm. You, It's not a book that you can zip through and it's not a book that you can read all at once and go, okay, yeah, that was, it's kind of, it's a kind of book that you have to take in with, for me with pace. I had to take. Yeah, I had to take yeah. it in a little bit at a time. Yeah. Because it's just, the writing's beautiful, but it's so, there's the atmosphere of the book, the characters, it's just, it, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I read this review. I've read it over and over again this morning. Um, um, so again, we begin at the end by Chris Whitaker. Um, Karen on um, Goodreads says, dare I call it early and say this will be my favorite novel of the year. What a story. What a cast of characters at this story center is self-proclaimed outlaw Duchess Day Radley, 13 years old, forced to grow up to uh, early by her troubled mother, Star, mm -hmm. um, and she takes incredible care of her little brother, Robin. I'm not going to go into any details, um, but I went in blind, and I'm so glad I did. Thriller, sibling relationship, tearjerker, Western elements, mm -hmm. love relationships, just so good. Yes. So... Like you said, I think it sounds sounds like an incredible book and one that will give you a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, it definitely a book club kind of a book. Yeah, absolutely. You'll you'll read it and you will have to talk about it with somebody else. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So yeah, that's it for me. That's it. Gosh, now I'm emotionally devastated from <laughs> thinking about all those books again. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So um, there is a huge list that Sue just rambled off to you guys. Um, so those are our top 2021 books here at the Marion Public Library. Mm -hmm. You got Sue's top five. Um, so again, if there's any of those books you didn't read, you want to read, um, make sure to head to our website, marionpubliclibrary.org. Um, feel free to place a hold. 
Um, you can pick them up at our Uptown Library. I think a lot of people are picking stuff up right before the holidays here. So, And they're all available either in book form, like physical book form, or um, playaways, or ebooks, um, Check Hoopla, yep. Yep. Uh, Overdrive. Absolutely. So great list. Great list. So um, awesome. Um, if you guys have any recommendations or questions about those um, books or anything, just shoot us a message on our website. We've got a little chat in the bottom or send us some send us an email, info at marypubliclibrary.org. We'd be happy to talk to you guys. Yep. Um, I'm going to run into some building updates here. We actually, there's a lot that has been done. A lot can go on, um, yep. James has, we've had um, some new people start lately. And so there's been some um, guided tours in the new building. And James was fortunate enough to take pictures. And wow, there's a lot of stuff happening. A lot of flooring going in. Um, I don't know, that second floor is really taking shape. Um, so it's great. Uh, we, so I'm, I'm just going to run through a list here. Um, the ceiling tile on the second floor that's being installed currently, um, flooring installation has begun on second floor. And again, these are December updates mm -hmm. that we get from the construction company. So we're nearing the end of December here. So everything right. I'm talking about, it's probably almost done. If not done, um, I haven't been in the new building in a while. Um, it's probably been three, four weeks. So, um, but I'm sure in the next chapter, it's going to be like, this is done. This is done. Right. This is done. Um, but we're getting really close to, um, at least when, um, we'll have a turnkey date just mm -hmm. for our staff to go in and start being able to move things in in preparation mm -hmm. for a, a grand opening. Um, the first floor ceiling grid is being installed. Uh, mechanical system is going to start up very soon. If not already, the, this is exciting. The exterior canopy soffits are being installed, which leaves only the metal wall panels to be complete on the outside. Mm -hmm. So that's it. So you see some of that orange um, spray foam insulation on the outside. Um, that's not what it's going to look like in the right. end. Um, they're <laughs> waiting on some black um, steel to come mm -hmm. in, and that will be the fin final touches on the exterior, and then yeah. the rest is just interior finishes. Mm -hmm. um, most of the drywall is complete uh, throughout the entire building. Um, the east elevator is now operational, which is great. Um, plumbing trimming out and fixture install will take place on second floor and the casework or um, sh I I would assume everything in our offices, everything mm -hmm. in the conference rooms, right. the maker space, art studio, everywhere, all that casework on the second floor is to be completed by the end of this month. Wow. Which That's is great. phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So those are our updates. Um, again, I, I assume as January and February come around, we're going to have some very detailed updates on right. things that are finished. Um, as you guys know, in previous chapters, I've done a virtual tour of the new library building. There's been two that have been done. I plan on doing another one. I thought about mid-December, um, but then I had the brighter idea to wait until they turn on the heat yeah. in the new building. <laughs> so I'm not jittering and shaking mm -hmm. the camera everywhere because I'm freezing, um, trying to walk through. And and the fun part about it is, is the videos keep getting longer and longer because mm -hmm. there's so much more to there's look more at. To you see. know, that first virtual tour was very much just framing for right. you guys to see, which is great. I know people really appreciate getting um, a look into the new mm -hmm. building, but this next one's probably going to be a 20 minute video or something yeah. because there's just going to be a lot to look at and a lot to cover. So um, I hope you guys enjoy these types of updates um, for the building because we are getting really close. Yes. Um, it's weird. You know, we had that groundbreaking in October of last mm -hmm. year and a whole year has gone by. I mean, 2021 just snap of the finger flew yeah, by it went fast, really did. So um, we're super excited to get into this new building. We can't wait to just get our own staff in there and all be in the same building. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, I know we're all kind of used to working from home occasionally and, and listeners, you might work from home, um, but 
wow, is it tough to be in like five different locations? Yeah. Um, especially when you're coming in just that internal communication. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You have to get in your car and drive over to see your, <laughs> your fellow coworkers yeah. instead of, you know, popping around the corner. Yeah. In yeah. Well, <laughs> any technology issues we have, yeah. you know, James is just driving yeah. all around kingdom come to, mm-hmm. um, to try and help people. So, yeah. um, I think we're all ready to be in one space. I know I've said this mm-hmm. recently and, and, and to people in the past that I've been in the Omaha area. Um, I've been, I've lived in multiple areas and I've attended hundred plus ribbon cuttings mm-hmm. and they've always been for other organizations that right. don't directly relate to me and my work. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to have a building that's of this scale, um, this magnitude in our community. And we're like, that's, that's our future yeah. office. That's our future space that we get to share with the community. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited for it. It's just, it's a little unnatural to me because I'm so used to, you know, like we went to the barrel house ribbon cutting mm-hmm. Hy-Vee, uh, fast and fresh just had theirs this past week. Um, so it's like all these, you know, morning, Lots of ribbon cutting morning story opened. Yeah. There's all <laughs> yeah. these things. Hipsters opened. Yeah. Um, we got a sushi place coming to mm-hmm. uptown. So it's like all these crazy good things happening, mm-hmm. but finally a place for us. Yeah. I'm just going to be thrilled when the collection is all in one yeah. place so I can actually see the whole collection Sue's stressing all a little bit. in one place. Yep. <laughs> yep. Sue's got a nice big order coming in uh, at the beginning of the year here, probably yep. first like February or so. You're going to yes. have a monster order. Refreshing some of our collections and yep. expanding some and yeah, it'd be great. It's going to be great. We can't wait. Um, so I'm going to go into some programming as I usually do. Um, there is not much going on right now. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to cover that and just say, um, if you've been looking and you haven't seen a lot of events, our programming team has gone through some, um, they've just been short staffed over the past few months. It's been really tough. They've only had like three people at a time. We're up to four now. Um, and I think we'll have five soon here. So, Mm -hmm. um, they've just been, you know, it's tough when you're used to a team of six, seven, almost eight and, and you go down that quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're, they're doing a phenomenal job, um, trying to keep up with everything going on and and trying to put on events for you guys. But there still is Tai Chi every Monday out at Lao Park at 930 AM, um, coming up here on December 29th. Um, Doodlebugs, a Roman rabbit. Um, that's a virtual program for children. It's in partnership with CRMA. Um, and it's to learn a little bit more about art and history. Um, so that's based for children. The book sales do continue at the old library on sixth Ave in the library lobby. Um, I got a message the other day that says they're going to be doing four of them actually, instead of two in January. Um, so that'll be on January 8th, 15th, 22nd, and 29th. Um, so go help support the friends. Um, again, usually it's like a free will donation. It's a great place to go get mm-hmm. books. Um, and movies. And movies. Yeah. yeah. There's just DVDs. a great, great selection there. We get so many yeah. donated materials. Audiobooks. And it goes straight to the friends. So mm-hmm. definitely go support them. And then on January 3rd here is the adult writing group. Gosh, it's weird. January 3rd. Like we're going into the new year. Yeah. It's insane. Yep. Um, but uh, the adult writing group out at the Marion High V is from six to six thirty to seven thirty again on January third. If you're interested in that, um, contact programmer Jackie Tracy for more information. Her email is jtracy, which is T R A C E Y at marionpubliclibrary.org. And if you guys have any questions or you think I didn't cover something, um, all of our programs and events, um, especially for like board meetings, Mm -hmm. um, trustees meetings, all these different things that is listed on our website as well. Um, And you can find that at marionpubliclibrary.org. Okay. Simple as that. Yeah. 
oh, everybody's like, we know what time it is. <laughs> Sue's like, I know what time it is. Oy. Guys, it's that time. Trivia game. I did okay last time. Yeah, you did. I, I made it holiday theme last time, mm-hmm. and I made it holiday theme today. Okay. I did. Yeah. Uh, I did two geographical questions. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> okay. It's fun. I think it's fun. Yeah, um, okay. It's not only fun for you to try and figure it out, but also just for the listeners. Um, it's okay. always great. It seems like every time we debut a chapter, I get home and my wife's like, what are the new questions? Or we go, we get done recording and then we stop by Bill's office and he's like, what are the new questions? You know, so I, I think people do enjoy the trivia game and mm-hmm. it's just a little fun. So um, if you guys are new for some reason, um, when Sue gets the answer wrong, this is what we hear. And you didn't hear that a lot in the last chapter. No, but usually you do. Usually, usually <laughs> when it comes to geographical oh, questions, sometimes you do. Would but not if, be good on Jeopardy. If Sue gets it right, that is the sound you are going to hear. So let's start off with, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, you know, when I write these questions on the paper, I try and think like without looking at the answer of what I actually know this. And I think I, there's five questions today and I think I would probably get three of five, right? Okay. I think. So we'll see how you do. All right. Which of Santa's reindeer has the same name as another holiday mascot? <sighs> do you know the reindeer's names? No. You know Dasher, oh. and Dancer, and Vince, Vixen, Vixen. I don't know. Comet and Cupid. Huh? Yeah. Donner and Blitzen. Um, so what is what is the question? So the question is, which one of Santa's reindeers has the same name as another holiday mascot? So there's like, what are our holidays throughout the year? Let's think. So you have um, Christmas here mm-hmm. in December. You have New Year's. Um, you have Valentine's Day. You have um, Easter, you have um, um, Halloween, Thanksgiving. I have no idea. I just said it. You really don't know? Am I giving you the L on this one? I'll give you five seconds. Uh, I don't know. Dancer? (laughs) What's Valentine's Day? Oh, Cupid. Yeah. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. I know. Hmm. I thought when I said Valentine's Day, you'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. See, I don't know if I would have got that one because I don't, uh, I, I didn't, I don't think I knew that Cupid was a reindeer's name. Yeah. I don't know. So that one's a little interesting. But again, all of our fifth graders listening, you're like, duh, Blaine, duh, Sue. Oh, ZZ. <laughs> I nope. knew that one when I, I was, was zero. I, I was never real good with all the reindeer names. So, yeah, that's okay. Okay. I, I, what is it? Oh, gosh. No, I just saw like this car going by the windows really fast backwards. And oh. I just realized, it's oh, a, because it's on a tow truck. It's on a tow truck. <laughs> but what? It's just the, Jeez. It's the holidays. Okay. The yeah, weird things are happening. Not enough coffee. That's right. Yes. It's right there. Yep. Um, how do you say Merry Christmas in Spanish? Feliz Navidad. Hui. I was waiting for you to like be like, God, I don't know. And I was going to be like. From everybody thank, thank at Taco you, ta- John's. Thank you, Taco John's <laughs> holiday nachos. <laughs> Sue knows that because we I've been playing the green holiday and, music. The green and red nacho chips. Yeah, I've been playing holiday music almost every single day um, mm-hmm. at our office. And when Feliz Navidad comes on, the only thing, and I, I think this is all to like the 90s babies, uh, not 2000s, but like in the 90s, maybe early 2000s, is when Taco John's did their commercials. Yes. And it had like and the little like do. monkey. Yeah, but it's different now. Yeah. 
but it, like the little monkey, the potato lays mm-hmm. like in the Christmas scene of it. And it was mm-hmm. like from everybody at Taco John's. Mm-hmm. We wish you a Feliz Navidad and Merry Christmas. I don't know. It's just yeah. like that. Yeah. And I didn't have cable growing up. So it was like that commercial was on mm-hmm. repeat. And I don't know. It sticks in my head when I hear that song. So good job. We are one of two. Okay. Okay. What popular Christmas song was actually written for Thanksgiving? I, see, I don't know if I would have got this one. It's it's probably the most common Christmas song of our generation. Or of all time. Hmm. I would say... Should I start um, humming it? Yes. Jingle Bells? It is. I kind of gave that one away. But yeah, Jingle Bells huh. was actually okay. written for Thanksgiving. I don't really have any information on that, but I think that's really interesting. I could see dashing through the snow on a one-horse open sleigh over the hills we go laughing all the way. Yeah, maybe yeah. if you live in like upper Michigan and Wisconsin, they have snow, not us. You're going to grandma's house for Thanksgiving. I could see. Yeah. Oh, if you're coming to that grandma's when, house in that, Iowa, it's That dark was when it used to snow. <laughs> yeah. Things. Say, grandma's rem- house in Iowa is dark and gloomy yeah. and gray. I so. remember I remember being playing out in the snow at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Didn't happen every year, but I remember. Right. I see I yes. remember growing up that there mm-hmm. was we had like snow days before Christmas. Yeah. I I remember yeah. that in school. I remember having snow days and playing in mm-hmm. the snow and it's like a lot of white Christmases. I mean, mm-hmm. we grew up in the country, so you'd wake up on Christmas yes. Day and there's like 20 deer laying in the yard. So yeah. um, it's just, I don't know. It's been unconventional. I know we had a snowy Christmas last year, or snowy winter mm-hmm. last year, um, but it seems like it's really just January through March mm-hmm. is kind of when it hits now. So we'll see. Well, yeah. We'll see. Okay. I kind of gave that one to you, but we're That's two okay. of three. What is the cold? I, so I've, I've got information for these last two. What mm-hmm. is the coldest state in the United States of America? The coldest state. Gosh. Well, the obvious one would be Alaska, but I'm thinking it's Maine. Is that your final answer? Gosh. I'm going to go with Alaska. That's right. Thank God you reverted back. <gasps> because, you reverted back. Because Alaska has, I mean, it's there's some areas there that are pretty out there yep. and pretty up there. Yeah. Yes. It says Alaska is the coldest state in the U.S. Alaska's average temperature is 26.6 degrees for yeah. the year. That's yeah. the average. It's a very short summer. And it can go <laughs> as low as negative 30 degrees during mm-hmm. the winter months. And I I guess it says as low as negative 30. And maybe I think wind chill, but I know they've had some yeah. negative 80s, some yeah. negative like 90s. Yes. Like they've had some ridiculous weather at mm-hmm. times. Um, the Fairbanks area experiences some of the hottest and coldest temperatures in the state mm-hmm. with highs of 90 degrees in the summer wow. and lows of negative 50. Wow. Yeah. That's a big stretch. It is a stretch. Now we experienced some really weird stuff. We all yes. know this as yes. it was just 70 some degrees the other day and mm-hmm. it was officially actually declared another derecho here in Iowa. And then um, the next morning it was like 40. Not even. Yeah. It was yeah, like it was low thirties. Yeah. It was, it was, that was weird. It was really cold. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, you know what? We talk about snow too. We would have actually had a lot of snow in the state here. Um, if we would have been like eight degrees colder, there yes. was one day it was raining Rained hard all the day. entire yes. day. And I think if that would have been colder, we would have had mm-hmm. like a foot of Just snow Just a few on the degrees ground. difference, yeah. yeah. But then it would have been 70 and it would have all melted. So. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Welcome to Iowa. <laughs> okay, final question. You are three of four. Which state is the snowiest in the USA? This state receives more snow per year than any other state with an average of 89.25 inches. 
they see about 54 days of snow annually. Um, in the 2018-2019 winter season, the state had 201 inches of snowfall. I would have got this wrong because I think it has switched from year to year. Ugh. I'm going to say Minnesota. I I would have said Washington, the state of Washington mm-hmm. out west, because those snow-capped mountains. Mm-hmm. They're I thought up, about Colorado. Yeah, but they're up by Vancouver. Mm-hmm. You got, like, the ocean mm-hmm. that's playing in effect there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, Minnesota would make sense because lake effect or mm-hmm. upper peninsula Michigan or, mm-hmm. or, or Wisconsin, but it's actually Vermont. I almost said Vermont. Vermont, <clears throat> yeah. And I would have never – like, I know they have um, – I mean – Appalachian skiing. They, yes. They've got nice ski resorts yes. up in Maine and Vermont, um, but it's nothing compared to Rockies. I think last year, Minnesota got hammered, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. A lot of snow. Yeah. Well, and we got a lot of snow last year, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and then Michigan. Yeah. It's It was absolutely oh, crazy well. last year. So. Yeah, I got three right. All the snow right now is up in um, British Columbia, mm. so I'm a part of a ski-doo club on Facebook, and man, there's a few places up in BC, close to Banff National Park, that mm-hmm. are just getting obliterated, and it's mm-hmm. like, I love winter, so for me, it's like, I'd love to be around that, but everybody here's like, oh, we'll take the 70 degrees. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's got to be snow for Christmas yeah. for me, at least. Yes. It just doesn't seem right. So, okay, that's great. Okay. You did three out of five. Yeah. We'll take it. All right. That's positive. Yeah. That's positive. So um, we really don't have much more for you. Um, All I wanted to talk a little bit about um, was just some personal stuff. Um, We actually went out and um, looked at some holiday lights. I know in the last chapter I talked about um, the holiday lights tour that Marion, the city of Marion puts together. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've decorated your home immensely or just however you've done it and you wanted to submit that to the city, you are allowed to do that. And then the city kind of puts together a map with a little like bingo trivia thing um, that you can fill out and mm-hmm. win a prize. I know my in-laws take that very seriously and they were out <laughs> looking about and they kind of gave us some places to go look at. Um, but here in Marion, um, I, I know that uh, with like Cedar Rapids down just southwest Cedar Rapids mm-hmm. by Fairfax, there's a huge um, lighted home there yeah. that does like 15 minutes of synchronized mm-hmm. music yep. um in marion here i wasn't aware about it but there's i don't know the address but if you look it up you'll find it mm-hmm. um it is by oak ridge middle school um i want to say Alburnet road i think um is what goes out there something like that yeah yeah i think it is anyways by oak ridge middle school there is a home that has synchronized lights and they have like led panels in their like windows on the hmm. front of the house mm-hmm. so like movies like Frozen with like Olaf is showing. Oh, wow. And then like Santa and Reindeer are going through and like the Grinch. And like huh. they've got like scenes wow. um, that, and it's all synchronized. Um, and it's not all, um, they, they've got some like kind of pop music mm-hmm. that goes to it too. So it's not all like classical Christmas stuff, mm-hmm. but very, very cool. Uh, we actually stopped there on the way back from Centerpoint. That's where we are recommended to go. So if you ever make your way up to Centerpoint Urbana area, there is a monstrous mm-hmm. light show um yes. it's actually in a um, kind of like townhome neighborhood mm-hmm. um i say townhome neighborhood and I, I there's a few that are townhomes but then some are just individual homes but i would say there's about nine homes maybe nine or ten that are all synchronized together oh, cool which doesn't mean they all show the same thing uh-huh. at the same time but it's like one house lights up with a part of a song then the oh, other one the other neat. one the other one and it's wow. like then they all light it's up a whole it's, neighborhood wow yeah it's huh absolutely unreal and it started at we had gone on sunday um the other week and it started at 5 30 and we got there at like 5 35 and there was like a 40 car line 
So wow. I think it's pretty popular. It's yeah. I think they said this is their 10th or 11th mm-hmm. year doing it. Um, they have their kids help program it. And they also cool. do the, it's actually a 25 minute show mm-hmm. and they do um, kind of the audio blips in between mm-hmm. the songs and joke with each other yeah. and, and poke fun. So um, I just wanted to just talk about that real quick because I know during the holiday season, um, lights, I know we've talked about this before, but lights just Make bring joy. Yep. yep. They just bring mm-hmm. joy. Um, and in the the year we've had, I think, you know, we we're all hoping COVID would just go away this year, but mm-hmm. um, it seems to be sticking around. So if you just need yeah. to step mm-hmm. out, um, it's always great to just get out of your own home, mm-hmm. take a quick drive um, and just sit and listen yeah. and just soak it in with um, your significant other, your family, or just even going out by yourself and just kind of stepping away. It's just fun to take your, take your kids and, and, you know, I, I know, myself and Lee, we've gone out and driven around and looked at places and it's just kind of, it's just fun to do. Yep. Um, and it's safe because, you know, you're not yep. in a crowd of people, you're in your car and right. you can bring snacks and yep. all that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's just fun, fun to do. And there's so many beautiful houses in the area in Cedar Rapids, Marion yep. area that, wow, some people really put in some time. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They do. And I know the city with that kind of holiday lights tour, um, they, it's like, a, I think there's prize winners for mm-hmm. people who really decorate. So um, yeah, it's great. You know, even close to my home, I just do basic icicle lights on mm-hmm. the garage in the house. It's nothing crazy um, and, and a nice decorated Christmas tree inside. But um, man, there's some beautiful homes yeah. around the area. They just go all out. And mm-hmm. I know... <laughs> When we had that brief little storm um, the other week where the winds were getting high, I was like, oh boy, some of these lights are going to be flinging everywhere. But I think the worst case scenario was a lot of people's lights just ended up uh, kind of flipped in the gutter and they had to, Mm -hmm. I jumped up the next night and flipped them over and made sure they were good. But yeah, yeah, just crazy stuff. So um, just wanted to talk about that briefly and just give you guys some recommendations if you weren't sure where to go. Head down to Fairfax um, if you want, if you live on that kind of southwest side of Cedar Rapids or want to go check that out. That's a, that's a great one I saw last year. Head up to Centerpoint if you want to see uh, just a huge display. And um, I know they do free will donations up mm-hmm. there and donate a lot of their money back to Lynn County. So that's mm-hmm. just um, outstanding. Um, and then, yeah, there's one locally here that I saw. And I'm sure there's more that I've missed, but we were recommended that one. And it was a pretty mm-hmm. fun show. And honestly, there was only a few cars there. So um, cool. it was great to see. So that's really all we got. Uh, we do want to wish you guys all a happy holiday. Um, uh, we didn't have any plans to do a podcast um this week right before the holidays but i talked to sue and i was like um we're we've kind of been mm-hmm. on an oddball schedule um as you guys know usually it's every two weeks on a friday right. is when these come out but um again with people having time off and traveling for the holidays it's just um, challenging to get mm-hmm. together at times um, but we really wanted to crank this one out for you sue's like i think this one will be pretty quick 47 minutes later <laughs> um I had and to that's come up with some content on the fly real fast yeah but we always want to just give you guys the update the basics of programming and um and the building and 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 other things we forgot to talk about the biggest update of all what's that i'm I'm not thinking um seventh avenue is open that's true library it is yeah that's right i didn't talk about that finally and there's parking right in front of the library yeah you can walk right into the front doors you don't have to you know like navigate your way it's true (laughs) with a map it's true sue was (laughs) off um the past few days, and when I came to City Hall to uh, our annual report, that's another big yeah. announcement. Our annual report is yeah. done. So, yeah. um, if you're a regular patron and you find those kind of analytics interesting, right as you walk into our Seventh Avenue um, Uptown Library, mm-hmm. there's an annual report sitting there for you if you want it. 
Um, but I came over to city hall to drop it off for all the departments, um, just the other day. And Kimberly's like, Hey, I got all these boxes for Sue. If you got room in your car <laughs> and if you would have seen Sue's desk, I did take a picture of it. Uh, it was pretty comical. She had like 40 boxes sitting there. So she got in this morning and was like, Oh my gosh. But she's like, Oh, you know what? She told me a James. She's like, I've had so many more boxes before. Yeah, this it is was nothing. nothing. It's like, whatever. I know. I know. But yes, seventh <laughs> Avenue is open. I, I parked in front. There was, I mean, Again, it's the holidays. Mm -hmm. Some people are off. They're at yep. Snug. They're at Hipster. They're at all Traveling. these uptown businesses. And I, did, I there was no parking yesterday at all. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've got so many boxes. I can't mm -hmm. walk from mm -hmm. the church all the way back to. So I parked up front and just loaded them in. And that yeah. was really nice. Mm -hmm. really There's nice. no curb. It's easy for people yep. to get out of their cars and walk right in. Yep. So perfect for wheelchair access or if you're in a motorized cart or anything like anything. that. It's, yeah. it's really great. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's great that it's there, but. Hopefully in like three, four, five months, we won't have to worry about that. You'll just be in the new building. That's and, right. Yeah. And we're good to go. Yep. So, but anyways, yes, wanted to say um, happy holiday, a Feliz Navidad um, to all of you and mm -hmm. hope you guys are able to celebrate with family. Um, and um, I know you guys have all gone through, we've all gone through challenging times with COVID this year and then just everything that life throws at you. Um, so um, thank you guys for listening. Um, it's really heartwarming to see that we have just regular listeners. Yeah. Um, this idea kind of just kind of came up one mm -hmm. day and it's like, here we are, you know, seven, seven chapters later. Um, but we enjoy it. Um, as you know, uh, Sue and I can just kind of ramble away mm -hmm. and, and just love giving you guys as many updates as possible and just having an authentic conversation. So. Yeah. And more content to come in 2022. We'll have more people on. Absolutely. Talking yep. and yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. Yep. So it's going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. So um, happy holidays. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you all in chapter eight in the new year. Yeah, take care everybody. Yep. Bye guys. Bye.